Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of the Box Seat Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson, and you can follow the Box Seat on Twitter at Box Seat Podcast. On today's episode, I'll be breaking down Washington's upcoming opponent, Washington State. Before getting into this episode, though, here's a short word from our sponsor, Elm Coffee Roasters. Open in Pioneer Square and SLU for takeout and indoor seating. Order coffee and more at elmcoffeeroasters.com. All right, now let's start this podcast off. The game this weekend, this Friday, today, is plain and simple. It's a rivalry game. It's the Apple Cup. It's the game everyone in Washington knows about who cares about college football. It's the game that families grew up watching. It's the game that some households have been separated on with members going to Wazoo, some going to UW. So it's a big game, and it's a history rivalry. The first Washington-Washington State football game took place all the way back November 30th, 1900. That game, of course, ended in a 5-5 tie. So I'd be willing to bet some big money today that the final score of the game will not be 5-5. Now, Washington has dominated the series historically. They have 71 wins compared to only 31 losses and 6 ties. Today's matchup is going to be the 109th matchup. On the line today, though, is not a bowl game, as UW has already missed out on that opportunity. But there is one thing on the line, and that's pride. Washington currently has a 7-game winning streak over the Cougars in the Apple Cup. They've not lost to the Cougars since 2012, and in that game, it was a 31-28 loss in overtime. That Really, the Huskies blew that game, as they had been up in that game 28-10 earlier on. So that was a blown game, and that was the last time the Cougars beat the Huskies. Over the past seven games, Washington has dominated the series. They've won all seven of those games by multiple scores. So the question becomes, will Washington through all the chaos of this season, be able to keep that win streak alive and bring it up to eight? Based on what's occurred this season, that does not seem very likely. The main reason for this is this Washington football team is not very good. Everyone listening knows this as you've all been watching the games and that's all you need to know. That's all you need to do to know that this team is not that good. If you've seen one game, you've seen the struggles they've had. You've seen how they can never find any sort of consistent offense. Dylan Morris has struggled throwing the ball with any sort of accuracy. The Huskies have struggled in the run game. And overall, they've struggled at all assets of the game. They've struggled on their run defense throughout the whole season. They're a bottom-ranked team in the NCAA in terms of run yards allowed per game. So this is a team that has struggled week in and week out and it reflects it's why they have a record they do it's why they only have four wins the cougars on the other hand well they aren't having a spectacular season by any means they are having a solid year they're currently at six and five they're coming off of a nice ego boosting 44 to 18 win against arizona now for the majority of the conference and fans and people who watch the Pac-12, they can say, well, of course they blew out Arizona. It's Arizona after all. It's a team that had lost 20 straight games at one point. However, for Husky fans and fans of Washington, 
They can't say that as when the Huskies played Arizona this year, they nearly lost. They were down 13-0 at half against the Wildcats. They ended up coming back and pulling off the comeback winning 21-16, but just being down 13-0 to that team, it was sad. And it was a perfect example of this Husky season and how everything that possibly could go wrong has gone wrong. So the Cougars blew out the Wildcats. Well, the Huskies, as usual, they eked out a win against a clearly lesser opponent. That's been the theme for Washington this season, playing down to their opponents. Now, excluding Arkansas State, as Washington simply blew them out the water, when playing a team with a worst record, Washington went 3-2. and two. So they have a winning record against teams with worse records than them. However, when you look at those three wins, they were all by one score. And in all three of those games, they could have or probably even should have lost. It was simply one ball here, one favorable call by a ref that helped them eke out those wins. Now, the Cougars have dealt with quite a bit of adversity this year. Their head coach was fired due to not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Yet here they are sitting pretty and bowl eligible with six wins. The Huskies, meanwhile, they faced their own bit of adversity, yet it was mostly all due to themselves. They fired their offensive coordinator, a guy who from day one was not a popular hire and people expected him to fail. He did. They fired their head coach, he was a popular hire, but over his past year and a half of being the head coach here, his opinion or the fans' opinion on him had really soured due to his coaching style and his lack of recruiting. And with this turmoil and with this adversity that the Huskies have faced, they only have four wins. They have no hope at playing in a bowl game for the first time since 2009. Since firing their offensive coordinator, John Donovan, and since Jimmy Lake's last game coaching for the Huskies, they are 0-2. Both games they could have won, but both games they choked away. Now, here it is, it's Apple Cup game day, and the only thing Washington is playing for is pride. It's not even about getting more game practice with this playbook and roster, as all that is going to change next year with a new coach, and likely a lot of players transferring out or declaring for the NFL draft. But perhaps playing with just pride or playing just for pride could be good, as when you have a team with absolutely nothing to lose, you more often than not have a dangerous team. Washington State will be coming into this game looking to turn the tables on Washington, looking to right the ship in their opinion. They've been the laughing stocks of Washington College football for a while now. The Cougars have been the Huskies' little brother. And now here they are coming in looking to get some revenge and looking to beat up on their big brother. How are they going to do that? Well, they're likely going to do that behind their running back, Max Borgie. Borgie, their senior running back, leads them in yards on the ground with 138 carries for 751 yards and an impressive 10 rushing touchdowns. He's also averaging 5.4 yards per carry. None of that sounds particularly good for Washington's defense. As, as I mentioned above or earlier on, the Huskies' defense has struggled against the run. And that's exactly why I expect Wazoo to give UW a heavy dose of Borgie. Washington's run defense is checking in at 109th in the nation. 
averaging 192.2 yards against them per game this season. They've allowed over 200 yards six times on the ground this year. Well, they've allowed over 300 yards on the ground twice. They allowed over 200 yards to Arizona, who Arizona is a bottom-ranked run offense in college football. It really hasn't mattered who's going up against the Huskies. That team is going to get what they want on the ground. That team is going to run for big numbers because Washington's defense has shown an inability to stop the run. Washington has truly only stopped the run twice against Pac-12 schools. That's Colorado and Stanford. Stanford, it was simply because I don't think it was because of Washington's run defense coming to play or stepping up and changing anything. It was simply Stanford is that bad on the run. They rank 126th out of 130 teams in running offense. So had Stanford run all over the Huskies, then I don't know what I would have thought is that would have just been embarrassing. That would have been pathetic on the Huskies' point. Yet, the Huskies did manage to stop Stanford, so you give them credit there, but you take credit away as it's Stanford, the 126th best running offense in college football. Now, even though Stanford didn't run for anything, there may have been opportunities for them. They didn't run too often. They had 27 carries. Had they perhaps ran a few more outside run plays, then they could have broken one of those big gains and simply changed the outcome of that game. For that reason, for the reason of simply the possibility of big gains being broken off, I have to feel that Wazoo is going to come in as a run-first team, even though throughout the year, throughout the past years, they have not been a run-dominant team. I feel that they're going to look at this Husky team, they're going to game plan like every other team does, and they're going to run the ball because that's how you succeed against Washington. The Huskies are 0-4 when a team passes for less than 100 yards against them. You look at that stat and you have to do kind of a double take because you're like, they're not throwing for any yards, so shouldn't they be winning those games if they force the quarterback to play poorly? No, because it's not about the quarterback playing poorly. It's about that team prioritizing running the ball against a team that can't stop the run. And when that's happened, the other team has won. Like I said, the Huskies are 0-4 when the opposition throws for less than 100 yards. Now, before continuing, here's another word from our sponsor. Open since 2015, Elm Coffee Roasters is devoted to high-quality coffee that's easy to brew at home and a joy to drink. At our roastery and cafe in Pioneer Square, Seattle, Elm obsessively roasts small batches of coffee that they source with a focus on sustainable practices that lift up the whole supply chain and protect the future of the coffee plant. Elm's goal is to tr make a truly exceptional cup of coffee and an experience you look forward to every day. Cafes in Pioneer Square and SLU open for takeout and dine-in service. Please use code podcast at elmcoffeeroasters.com for 15% off your next order of coffee. Now, back to talking about the game. A big question for Washington is, what's their QB rotation going to look like? Against ASU, Dylan Morris got the start and played the majority of the game. But Junior Adams and Washington did throw Sam Heward in for two series in the first half, I believe it was, and another two series in the second half. Now against Colorado last week, Dylan Morris once again got the start, 
And this week, or last week against Colorado, they played Patrick O'Brien for two series in the first half. Against Wazoo, I imagine Sam Hewitt plays, as it's the last game of the year, and it's also a game that he can play in and maintain his red shirt. That's why he didn't play against Colorado, because Bob Gregory, the Huskies' interim head coach, said that they were going to keep Heward's red shirt year. So they weren't going to play him more than four games this year. So he is more than likely going to play against Wazoo. And for that, I say, why not? Why not play him against Wazoo? They have nothing to lose with playing him. And I also think they should start him. I mean, let's be honest. A head coach is not going to come to UW to have Dylan Morris be their QB. A head coach is going to come in here and want a guy like Sam Heward to be their QB as Sam Heward has superstar potential. So with one game left on the year at home in a rivalry game, why not throw Sam Heward out there? Why not put him in, start him, and see what he can do? Show the future head coach. Show the incoming class recruiting. Show the 2023 recruiting class that this is going to be your quarterback He's got some great potential. He's got great skill. Come play here. Come coach here and coach this great quarterback. So that's what I want them to do. That's what I think they should do. Will they do that? I don't know. So for my score prediction today, I'm going to give two. The first one is if Dylan Morris starts and plays the majority of the game, then I think Washington loses. I think the Huskies lose 24 to 17 if Dylan Morris is the guy getting most of the reps under center. Now, for my second prediction, if Sam Heward starts, and if he plays the majority of the game, then I'd say the Huskies win. I think with Heward under center, they have more potential. They have more of a threat passing. Heward has a better arm talent. He's more accurate, I believe, and is just more of a capable quarterback than Dylan Morris. So I think they win 27-17 if Heward is the starter and if Heward plays the majority of the game. So once again, that wraps up today's episode of The Box Seat. I'm Nathan Matheson. You can follow me on Twitter at Nathan Matheson. And this has been The Box Seat, which you can also follow at Box Seat Podcast on Twitter. Thank you very much for tuning in. With this being the last game of the season... I won't have any more previews for you. I will, though, or I do plan on doing a few more podcasts, kind of more periodically when big news happens or for random updates within the program. All those will be announced through Boxseat's Twitter, so make sure to follow that at Boxseat Podcast to know when an episode is being recorded and then when it is going to be released. Thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.